This is the All Sports Podcast devoted to your favorite teams in North Texas. Welcome to Ballsy, a production of the Dallas Morning News and Sports Day. Our weekly show is proudly hosted. Okay, strike that. Our show is hosted by Kevin Sherrington, Evan Grant, and myself. I'm David Moore, and who knows, maybe we'll have a special guest or two along the way. In this episode, we'll be talking about the Texas Rangers. Catch other episodes by subscribing to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. We're also on social media. Just search Ballsy Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, and you'll be notified of the latest episode. Don't forget, it's Ballsy with a Z. Are you ready, sports fans? Ballsy starts now. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News Sports Podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington. That is Evan Grant, who's got his little dinger little on. dingy. Yeah. His dingy. What is that dingy doing over yeah. there? <laughs> That's a good question, always. And David Moore, we're all in studio today. How about that? All three of us at the same time. Will we will we all leave friends? No. <laughs> no chance. Well, first of all, we didn't enter you have to start well, off. You have to friends. you have to walk in that yeah, way. Yes, that's I correct. understand. That's correct. Three men walk in as friends. <laughs> so we're gonna start off here Two with our out. with our Rangers podcast. Oh, we were? Yeah. Evan. Okay. Uh I think we all said they would be in the middle of the American League pack at this point of the uh, season. Of the American League West. Don't you think? Yeah, no, I don't think we were saying that. Uh, uh, remember. No, you did not. You I believe did I had. I believe I had them in the month by month at fifteen and fourteen at the end of April. They were fourteen and fourteen. Well, then and the only wrong. the only issue you're with you're that off. was God. <laughs> so that, if you're going to start, so being, now you're going to cast aspersions. I've got, at God. I've got them at five hundred. You're going to rail at God. I've got them don't, at blaspheme. don't blaspheme. Don't <laughs> blaspheme. Sounded like something out of like a sitcom. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, you did, you did. I, I had them at five hundred the through May, and then yeah. I think the schedule turns really. Yeah, you difficult had them at five hundred last year. I had them finishing below five hundred last year, but I, I don't know where I had them in the first two months. I, I can't remember last year. I had them at seventy six wins this year. I can't which, remember last week. Which yeah, yeah no kidding. Uh, but I, I'm feeling, uh, but I'm feeling uh, pretty good about seventy six wins at this point. I, you know, I, I think a lot. There's still a lot that's that's undetermined, and a big part of why I have things going south for them in the second half is yeah. that I anticipate them to trade some of their guys, even if they're 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 sitting around 500, uh, and I anticipate them bringing up some young pitchers, uh, and the, those guys will struggle a little bit as they get their feet wet. We've um, seen that, but I, I think the 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 one thing I did not expect that has happened so far is. You look around the American League, and both the Yankees and Red Sox got off to really slow starts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the Indians have lost two really talented pitchers, uh, and nobody has run away from the pack in the American League West. And quite frankly, you know, Seattle got off to a good start with a bunch of home runs, but they've played dreadful as back, of late. Yeah. Uh, and after watching them for four games against the Rangers in Seattle. Uh, I mean, those guys are, are they're playing with nuclear reactors on their, their hands instead of gloves. It's just awful to watch them field the ball. Nuclear so, reactors on their hands. Well, I watched Chernobyl last night. <laughs> I was so. going to say. Was <laughs> it good? Yeah. Where been on that? And I watched from. guys like hands burn up after they well, Yeah, I don't want to say, was it good? Was it was It, it was well riveting. Done. It's riveting, yeah. 
horrifying, powerful TV. I don't know if I'll make it through all five hours, um, but I, I, it's um, it's not something you're going to record and binge. It's not one of those I, series you can watch. I'm going to watch it. I've really been looking. Yeah, forward but you're not going to watch three in a row or something. No, I, it, it's it's I pretty it's heavy. Those, I was yeah. I was happy when the hour when was those, over. Yeah. Um, I, and, and so I, you know, they could be sitting there in the middle of June or July around 500 and not terribly far off the pace in um, in the wild card race. And then what do you do? Does this team start to really outperform its expectations? Do you then hold on to some pieces, or do you still trade pieces away? Um, and is the American League not as good as as I suspected it would be? So I, I think. But did, then does that alter your long term approach? It, it Just could. because it's a down year, do you say well? I don't think you would go all in. Yeah. Let me put it that way. But I think you could, and as Kevin and I have, have talked about, and, and you know we've debated a little bit. I think the big discussion would be: Do you trade Mike Miner? And I still feel mm-hmm. like they will come down on the side of as long as there is a a good deal out there to be made, they will trade Mike Miner because I don't see how you know he's pitching so far above even what their expectations could be. And let's let's face let's face facts: This has been a good signing for the Rangers. You know, we we yeah. give them. Give them plenty of grief for for bad pitching decisions that they've made. The Martin Perez decision right now looks not very good, or at least the way the Rangers handled it looks not very good. Right. But Mike Miner has been a really good signing, um, and I don't know that. Well, let me just interject there that um, that if you go by WAR, uh, Mike Miner's WAR is two point five. He is number one of all major league pitchers. Right. right at now. this point in time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And so I don't know that you know he'd ever have higher value, and it might behoove the Rangers to act quickly on that to to maybe get with a a team. You have to that, assume it's not sustainable given what his correct. level of ceiling is on his performance. Well, well, I will say, I mean, the one thing that I really like about minor stats to this point is after the opener, and let's let's take the opener out of the mix just for a right. minute, because guys, we know they're they're amped up, but since the opener, he's been averaging more than a strikeout an inning, and I think that was the thing that people said would kind of keep him from being, his his low his relatively low strikeout rate was the kind of thing that would keep him from being an ace or a top of the, le- of the rotation caliber pitcher. He's pitching with a strikeout pitch right now. His changeup is really, really good, and, and mixing it with the fastball, and really having a four-pitch approach has made him uh, a, a very dominant pitcher because he's been unpredictable. Now, let me just say this, because I actually had a column that was supposed to have appeared today, and they're holding it. But it's about... It's, now, now he's referring to columns that haven't, that haven't well, appeared to it, anyone. It has to be you about... Know, I, I wrote this column. You, you haven't seen it yet. It's going it's to written, run in three it's days. It's in a hermetically sealed envelope. You know, this goes it, it to what was, I was what It was written. my idea. Well, it is about Mike Miner, so that's why I bring it up. <laughs> uh, and, and I mean, but you, I think you fall... I'm going to guess here, but I think you fall on the side that... Hey, they need to seriously reconsider extending or, or consider extending him. Yes, because uh, here's the thing: if you look this stuff up about Mike Miner, um, and and I had a discussion with him about this Friday night after the game, you know, which he pitched very well, eight innings of shutout ball. Uh, they ended up losing that game, but that was a terrific game. This is not all smoke and mirrors, you know. Uh, if you go back to things that I don't know much about, but these are new analytics, and they're talking about spin rate on uh, on your four seam fastball. Last year, spin rate on four-seam fastball, I think number one was Justin Verlander. Number two was, I believe, uh, was Garrett Richards. Number three, Mike Miner. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and he is throwing more pitches now. He's, or he's, 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 using, he's mixing his pitches more this year. He talked about how Jeff Mathis 
has really helped him. That he's thrown his changeup and his curveball earlier in counts earlier. He's in the made game. all his starts with Mathis, by the way. He's yeah. the one guy who has had what amounts to a personal catcher, even though the Rangers won't acknowledge as much. Yeah, yeah. So these are things that are all working. Uh, and, and you know, when he was in Atlanta, uh, and of course he was uh, the seventh pick of the 2009 draft, uh, <laughs> which is also the draft that Mike Trout went 25th. Uh, but at any rate. Uh, he was on a fast track. Uh, he was in the, the Braves rotation in 2010, one year later. Um, had a, a little bit of a slow start, and then, but by 2013, he was 13-9. and nine. He had a, a good ERA, a good whip. Everything looked good across the board. Goes into 2014, his shoulder's hurting, torn labrum. He pitches a little bit in 2014, and then he's out for two years. Comes back with the Royals as a reliever. Got his – fastball up uh, in the Kansas City bullpen and what's unusual is that he's been able to sustain that with the Rangers as a starting pitcher you usually don't see that a guy when he's able to elevate his fastball at that point in his career so my point to Mike was not a lot of mileage on the left arm now at this point you're 31 years old let's look if you want to compare let's say Dallas Keuchel 31 years old also doesn't have a job he's going to get one probably after the draft when there's not going to be compensation Mm -hmm. for him at that point but there's a big difference between Dallas Keuchel and, uh, and Mike Miner. The biggest one being that, he, that A, Mike throws harder, B, Mike gets strikeouts. Dallas doesn't get either one of those two things. So, so he's a different kind of pitcher. Both of them left-handers, both of them 31, different kind of pitcher. Uh, Mike says, that he says, I think I'm a much better pitcher than I was in Atlanta. He says, I, I'm much smarter. I, I know my body. I understand things. And I also react better to uh to when, when bad things happen he said there would be times in atlanta i'd have a five or six you know uh, something would go wrong and i have a five or six game of being terrible he said i really feel like he said i'm not saying i won't be terrible occasionally now he said but when it, when those things happen i deal with them much better than i did then so to me the way i look at this is if you, he's, he's 31 years old with, with not a lot of mileage on that left arm it's not a fluke that he's doing what he's doing now. He was supposed to be a very good pitcher. He is now becoming that very good pitcher. Um, Let's say uh, if someone comes to you and they give you a package that just knocks your socks off, then okay, Uh, then do that. But you're going to be risking something there. Uh, Now, you could make a trade like uh, the the Pirates in Tampa Bay made where the Pirates traded uh, uh, Chris Archer. To uh, I mean the 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 Rays traded Chris Archer to the Pirates and that and the, in that package the Pirates gave up Tyler Glasnow, who who now is in the uh, early running for the Cy Young Award. Tyler Glasnow has had an unbelievable start. So in that case, the Rays got uh, a terrific young prospect pitcher in return, and he's done a great job. Uh, I I personally am not confident that the Rangers are going to go out and find a prospect who's going to come back in that deal and be that kind of player. Uh, we all know the Rangers' history on identifying pitchers. Uh, so it seems a little ironic to me that you have one. That we've got one right now who, who right now is an all-star, right now is, is one of the best pitchers in the league. And we're going well, to trade him because we really feel like, you know, he's 31 years old. The, the deal is, is that no one's given uh, – you know, the, the popular opinion is that no one's giving – 30-year-old pitcher's contracts. They are if, if, if they're the right pitcher. You know, uh, Justin Verlander gets $33 million, you know, at 36. So I'm not saying that, Mike, it, I'm not saying it's a done deal. I'm not saying that this is a no-brainer that you obviously extending. But if you don't get your, your socks knocked off uh, at the trade deadline, then I think 
you, you hold on to him and then you extend him because then at that point with one year left on his contract, you're not going to get the same return on him in a trade next year. And I think you extend him two or three years and you, and you play that risk that maybe this is the guy, maybe he is this guy and maybe through his, his age 35 season, uh, he's going to be a good pitcher. You know, left-handers tend to last a little longer. They tend to be a little more effective, even as their fastballs decrease. So, I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of, of the doubt in this. I'm not saying they shouldn't trade him. I'm just saying that, boy, I would certainly feel just as good about keeping him. Evan, your counterpoint. I really – for me, the uh, the comp that I would, I would always point to on Mike Miner and for the best of situations would be Al Leiter, who was a, a left-handed power arm who – had a number of shoulder and elbow issues early in his career. And in 1996, really got uh, his first really, really fully healthy year. Went 16-12 and 12 for Florida, threw a no-hitter, um, piled up 200 strikeouts in 215 innings, and went on to have um, one, two, three, four. Four of the next seven seasons were all uh, not 190 innings or more pitched. Um, but my point here is I, well, you know, because I guess, because I had some personal experience watching lighter, that one comes to mind pretty easily, but no others do. And my question on all this is, yes, I agree with everything that Kevin's saying could happen, but I think the odds are against it. And I think in some Mm -hmm. regards, you kind of have to play the odds here. Um, and I, and I also think that from this situation uh let's consider that there are a number of teams that that expect to be contenders this year that have not gotten off to the kind of starts that they would like so there should be a larger market for pitching uh market um minor has pitched better i think than even the rangers would have hoped for absolutely uh, so those two things to me conspire to say that there will be a good deal out there. Not just a fair deal, but a good deal. Will it be a knock-your-socks-off deal? I don't know. Um, I think you'd probably have to play that out until the very last minute. And if you do that, you run the risk of, oh, my God, I, I tweaked a hamstring, uh, you know, a shoulder, something like that. Um, so I think you'd be playing against the odds. But I, I do think that – I really do feel like the conditions are right for the Rangers to get a really good return for Mike Miner, and I think that they would act sooner rather than later. I mean, and by sooner, I mean let's look at like Cliff Lee was dealt early July to the Rangers by Seattle um, because they got the deal they wanted as opposed to July 31st. So if I was still – Betting, I'd bet 60-40 that Mike Miner gets gets traded. So you see this more as the lightning in the bottle sort of thing, that this is not going to... It's more an outlier than, yeah. than anything else. But I, I, I do know that it's possible because I've seen it. And and the one other thing that I would say here, in Miner's defense, is the use of four pitches to me is the thing that's made him so effective. I think you're going to see, and I have had people tell me this, now that guys are starting to swing at and hit the high fastball, you're going to see a cycle back to guys who can command the fastball down in the zone, and that may be more ground ball pitchers, not as heavy on the strikeouts, but guys who get more ground balls 
those are going to be the guys who give a staff kind of a a competitive edge here in the next year or two. So um, I, I could see that that you know the the, the four seam fastball as opposed to the two seamer um, becomes something that Mike has to make another adjustment to. The one thing I, I will say in his his in in his favor again is. This is a guy who's been really willing to make changes and is is willing to take on all the challenges. I, I, I think the Rangers are going to have a decision in front of themselves. I don't think it's going to be easy, but I still think that that based on the path they were going down and based on where I think they'll be, I, I think it still will make sense that the if they get a good offer that they trade Mike Meyer. See, I, there are a couple of things, and I'm 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 hesitant too about uh, about no matter how much mileage is on that arm, hesitant about extending a guy who will be 32 at the end of this calendar year, mm-hmm. um, another two or three years beyond that because, but, but you know here's here's you the lose thing. something off that fastball whatever you know that's that's true, uh, but I don't believe that he is. Um, I, I think the fact that he he was trending up. Look, here's the thing. First of all about injuries and pitchers young pitchers get hurt all the time we see that i mean how many of the rangers draft picks in the last three years have had tj uh i can't give you a full number but let me just say it's a lot and a lot lot of high premium draft picks a lot of high Um, so most recent ones being owen white and mason angler two of their top three pitching picks from from last year's draft right so both of whom went through a program designed specifically to get their elbows and D-load. shoulders in better position to handle the workload. Yeah, deload. So th- here's the deal. Pitchers get hurt. That just happens. It doesn't matter how old they are. It doesn't matter if they're 22 or they're 32. So to me, I almost take that out of the equation, you know, that they're, they're just going to get hurt. And they, that's the biggest problem with pitchers is they not so much that they're ineffective, is that they just get hurt. Uh, so that's, a, that's part of the problem for me in, in the issue uh, about all this. Um, and then uh, the fact that we're acting a little bit like, oh, well, Mike's just having a great year. You know, well, I will go back. He was the seventh pick of the 2009 draft. Uh, he was expected to be very good. Uh, and and he was on his way to being very good. And then then an injury derailed his career. Uh, so, so he's come back from that. And now he's starting to pitch like the pitcher everybody thought he was going to be. And that's that's a little bit of my issue. It's a little bit though the same thing. What about Miles Mikolas? Right, goes uh, goes uh, the Rangers have him in a trade. He goes to Japan. You know he's not having any success. He, he spends a couple years in Japan, comes back. The Rangers thought they had a shot to get him, didn't get him. Goes to the Cardinals, wins eighteen games last year. Miles Mikolas is thirty years old, I believe. Isn't that right? That sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. Uh, and he just got a what kind of deal did he get from St. Louis? He just got, I believe, a four year deal uh, with them. I can't remember how much it was for though. Let's see. Um, so a very comparable thing here. Miles Mikolas not nearly the pedigree that mm-hmm. uh, that Mike Miner is, right. and yet the Cardinals believed in him that much. So, so my my point is is that. I, I agree with you. I don't think there's any question in my mind. I didn't, you know, I had a little bit of a, you know, correspondence with John four, Daniels. Four years, $68 million. $68 million. So that's uh, 17 a year. So uh, so right now, Mike Miner's getting 9.8. 9.8 this year, 9.8 next year. So if you put another two years on top of that, what are you going to spend on that? You know, is it going to be 15 a year? Is it going to be 20 a year? I don't have a problem with that. If it, you know, at the end of that thing, if he's making 20 million a year for two more years on top of the one uh, the the two he's got now, 
I don't have a problem with that contract, especially if he's performing. And if he's not performing, it's just two more years of it. We've gone through how many years now of Shinsu Chu's 20 or what is now a $21 million contract. So uh, at any rate, uh, I do believe that John Daniels will trade him. I, I believe that, that John is so sunk in this, in this thinking that, no, no, we need young guys. This is the trend. You know, we, we're downgrading pitchers, starting pitchers anyway. Bullpens are more important. Uh, this is the way baseball is going. Uh, my feeling about this is, is that you don't have any bad – other than shoes, you don't have any bad contracts on this team. Uh, this is – you know, mm-hmm. certainly people have overspent for starting pitching. So you don't have any bad contracts on this team? So, so let's give another one. So let's give one. Listen, let me tell you something. There's a lot worse contracts out there for pitchers than the one Mike Miner would probably get from the Rangers at this point, uh, I think. I just – my I, opinion. I, again, I, I get where you're coming from. I just feel let me, like – Let me just say this one last thing about all of it. Let's say he goes someplace else and he continues to pitch like he is right now. He's an all-star pitcher. Let's say he's an all-star pitcher for the next four years. Okay. Now, then what do you then say? It, then, it, then it's a bad decision. It's a bad yeah. decision. But let me ask you a question. What do you think the chances are, if you were assigning a percentage, what are the chances that he, he's an all-star the next four years? Uh, I'd say they were probably less than 50%. But I'm also going to say this. What are the chances? The, everybody, loves, everybody loves prospects. What are the chances those prospects come up? And one of them is an all-star. Well, I mean. Four years. Four straight years. That's uh, less than. How many times does that happen? How many, how many prospects have the Rangers brought up and they've been all-stars for four straight years? Well, not all-stars for four straight years. But let me say this. I mean, you know, you go back and I don't, I don't expect them to make this trade. This was a once-in-a-career trade. But. He did a guy with more than a year of control left. Daniels did parlay that into a rookie of the year, mm-hmm. an all star. I believe Matt Harrison was in an all star game. I think he was. Yeah. Um, no, that, that you know Elvis was an all star, and that wasn't that was the, and a guy who's going to end up with two thousand hits for this. And that was the all time right. trade. So I, I, I no mean, question about it. Uh, if you but how many other has, has he made like that? Not many. No, not many. And, or even and listen, close to it. This was a good sign, and they've got an asset that they need to consider both sides of this equation. I just think that – I think – I guess the way I would say this, the safer of the two options, I think, is going to be trade him. Yeah, I just don't – you know, I just don't have the, the faith – I don't think it's the safer. I think the safer of the two is keeping him because right now you know he's good. Uh, I, I think he's a good pitcher. I don't think it's a fluke. I think this is who he is. I think he's I think he's a good pitcher, and I think that it's easier for me. He's a good pitcher in 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would be a good no, pitcher in uh, 2022. I think that's an excellent point. But here's the thing, just what we talked about at the very beginning, is the window cracking already? You know, is this team almost on the verge? You know, of, of doing something? Is is next year? Is it possible they could be good? I mean, is because yes. I mean, it, I think it's possible, and I think that yes, that you have to look at okay, what if this team signs Garrett Cole, um, and and they have Garrett Cole and Mike Miner and Lance Lynn. What if they have all of that to go with a one young pitcher from this group of Palumbo Hernandez? Mm-hmm. Got to kind of take Taylor Hearn out for the time being because he's taking a step back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Jonathan Hernandez. If they've got one of those pitchers to go with that, and that's pretty nice for if one of those guys really kind of step takes a step forward. Um, but now you've got questions about your closer, right? Yeah. Although um, he did look pretty good the other day. He did look good the other day. But, I mean, it's going to take more than one sure, outing. but he wasn't yeah, um, closing. 
You've yeah. got questions. <laughs> right. you, you know, you have questions about this guy that, that you're playing at second base and who you've given a long-term deal to. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, I, 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 I made the statement the other day, this is what I expect. I expect between Joey get for this team to say our window is cracking at the end of this year, take Mike Miner out of the mix. You have to be able to say that you've got between Joey Gallo, no more Mazzara and Rugnet Odor about 2,600 worth of OPS. So that's a 900 and 850 and an 800. And right now Gallo is tracking well above 900. I think it'll still be a, an above average season if he gets above 900. Mm-hmm. But where are the other two guys? Yeah. Um, no, and that's not to say are... that Odor and Mazzara aren't good players. They're league average players right now. But the teams that are going to be star, the teams that are going to be players have to have multiple above league average players in their everyday lineup. And, that's, and can you yeah. be sure of those guys? Of, of those guys at this point? I think that's the other thing now too. Is I, I think uh, other other than Evan, who predicted them to be fourteen and fourteen, yeah, um, fifteen I, and fourteen, fifteen and fourteen. Excuse me. I, you know, I think they're above the perception most people had of what this team would be this year mm-hmm. at the moment. That doesn't mean they'll be above the perception when the season comes to an end. Oh no! You know, no. And, and I think, no. but I think what you have now is you have people going, "Oh, this team is better than we thought." I still don't know that we've seen enough to really definitively say they're better than what we thought because no. there are, there are enough issues here. Sure. Again, your closer isn't closing, right? Uh, you know, other than Gallo, uh, your other guys that you you your really close, consider your closer the pillar. Isn't closing Odor is struggling, even though he had a nice comeback on on, on Thursday performance on Sunday. Yeah. He had a nice day after going zero for twenty three or whatever. Right. Yeah. Mazzara is Mazzara is you know he's seven thirty six OPS guy right now, which um, is pretty much on track for his career. Career. Uh, Taylor Hearn, who was supposed to be your most advanced pitching prospect, is now out for a minimum of, of six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got guys who were going to be moving up the system this year, like Reagans and uh, some of these minor league kids who you would have hoped maybe got fast-tracked at some point in time who are now recovering from Tommy John surgery. Um, so I'm not sure that the window is opening, and I really feel like the the real picture on this team won't start to come into focus until June. If this team has a good June – Check back with me the first of July, and I might be I might be of a completely different volition. But I expected that with the number of home games and with the way the schedule was set up, that through May, the honeymoon period with with a new manager who I think is a good a good young manager, and that buys you something early would would create if some momentum. Doing, yeah. But the real test still comes in June and July. And when you also say it's more likely that the teams around them that aren't performing well right now are more likely to take it up a notch or two. Then the Rangers are able I, to take it up a notch. Th- that part, I mean, when I look at the West now, I'm not so sure because really? after spending a month watching this division, there's nobody, no. even the Astros, and 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 I think the Astros are far and away the best team in the division. Right. The Rangers have played, and granted, all of the games have been in Arlington. Rangers have played head to head well with the Astros. I think um, the. Uh, the Astros are the only real team in the league. I mean, in the rest of the division, uh, there's they're not the that, prohibitive favorite. There's not that much difference between the Angels, the the Mariners, but the, I, the I mean, Rangers. The Mariners, I think, much. are I, I, I think the Mariners are a horrible fielding team, and that will do them in on multiple levels. The Angels, 
you know, they have the best player in the game, and, and really it doesn't appear anything else. Mm. Um, Oakland, uh, you know, Oakland's looking like last year was was an aberration. And, mm. you know, they every once every four years they seem to really, really play well above expectations, and maybe that cycle is back down. So I don't see the rest of the division eliminating them. I would have thought that, look, one of the wild card spots was absolutely going to go to – Boston or the Yankees, and that right. probably still will be the case. But Tampa Bay is really playing well, and they yeah. really seem to have they, along with Houston, seem to be on the leading edge of of identifying competitive advantages right now. So I don't see them going away. No, I will say this: and Minnesota's uh, played pretty well too, and I, I, I want to give them credit. Sure, I will say this about the the whole issue of the the, the remainder of the season. Look, I, I think that the Rangers are better than what we thought they were going to be going into the season, or what most people thought they were going to be going into the season. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think that, and I don't want to take any credit away from them. I. I I, I mean, they have been better than what oh, I yeah. think most people expected going into the season. Absolutely, uh, but all the things you brought up about these players are right. I want to say this though, and we got to wrap this up pretty quick. Uh, though uh, I'm intrigued by people like Danny Santana, uh, you know, who who was a journeyman basically, but he's come in and played well, and now the skipper is saying, uh, "I'd like to see him playing a little bit of center field because he's played some center field before," and and that's not a good sign for Delano DeShields. But you know, these are these are good things. I mean, I, I, listen, you the like the fact that Danny Santana is pushing for playing time. There's nothing that's bad about it. Um, and at the very at the very worst situation, um, well, you're creating competition. Here. You create competition, and you've identified a super utility guy who's legitimately a super utility guy. Yeah. Um, who has more speed than than Hanser Alberto did? Who has more pop than Hanser Alberto did? Than any of them, and can yeah. play. You know, can play some outfield. Yeah. Um, the bad part about that is, you know, if Delino is not going to be able to hold the center field situation down, I don't see Danny Santana as an everyday center fielder either. I don't, but I think you could you could mix Gallo in in that. Well, in you're that. you're you're doing that right now. Yeah. And I just don't know that. You don't like that. I, I just don't know if I do or not. You know, I. <laughs> I feel like you've got to take some extra precautions with Gallo in center field, and I watched him the other day take that dive, and I didn't have a problem with the dive. Yeah, the route wasn't great. It's not a good. It's not a good time to be taking that dive. Just, just, just catch the ball. Well, he's not going to catch the ball. But well, I mean, I mean, and, and the reason the I didn't have a problem with the dive is based on that angle. Well, he wasn't yeah. going to cut the ball off. Either. No, no, you're right. But, but that's it. You take a better angle. Just go get the ball. Know the situation. I don't want to give up a triple here. A single's okay. We give up a run. That's all right. I don't want to give up multiple runs. Right. I, and I, the, the, all I'm saying is, I just don't know if he would have been able to even cut it off and hold him to a single. Yeah. Um. But I would uh, tell him that. Stop diving. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, but if you tell your center fielder stop diving, right? You're you're taking away. True, but but I, I will say this: look, look what he brought to the package too. All right, when he when he goes out there and cuts off the ball in the alley and turns and throws. Oh, although, that spinning throw to second was. But although why he's he's trying to advance on that, or, or oh Rowdy is trying to get, take second. <laughs> well, he on was that. Rowdy. <laughs> he but, got himself a little bit Rowdy. Next time he cut, I think next time the the Blue Jays come here, I would like to see. The Cowboys sneak rowdy. They're rowdy. Rowdy to lose. Yeah, there you go. That'd be great stuff. Let's try that and yeah. see if anybody notices. But that's uh, – he's got what now? Rangers four. can have rowdy if they want him. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> they've, got, they've got four – he's got four assists now, right? Yeah, and, and I think part of that is because because more people will run on him because of the accuracy of the throws. Right. Um, but that throw, that throw to second – 
was really accurate. The throw home the other day was from left field was strong. And, you know, in his seven games at in center field, um, he's hitting 360 with a 1381 OPS. So See, this is, uh, it's not impacting his offense out and there. Then, and that's the other issue here. As we know, you're trying to maximize each position on the field. Mm-hmm. At that OPS, at any position, is great. But in center field, it is uh, astronomical. You know the, the separation you get, so that to me that is the, of course that's the issue. Then what do you have in left field, and what do you have in right field? Uh, but that's that's the, the the big benefit of of putting Joey out there. I don't have a problem with him playing out there. I I don't like him diving for balls, but I don't have a problem with him playing out there. He covers a lot of ground. I will say this about about Joey Gallo: when the ball goes up in the air, I am more confident of him catching the ball than any outfielder the Rangers have. He's he's got the best in he he's got the best general general instincts I think among all the outfielders. Yes, yeah. he does. Um, and, and let's just say this that to this point, Joey Gallo has been far and away um, the single most um, impressive development. On, no question. Yeah. On the offensive side of the ball for this team, and and he deserves a lot of credit for and I'm not for hearing addressing from, some of his issues. And I don't know if you are. I'm not hearing from any of those people who who laughed at us in spring training when we. Well, I am because I, I singled out Rugnet Odor for how well he swung the bat, and people are saying, "Where's that guy?" So, um, I'll just—I I will say this to just add this as we as we wrap up. You know, we're twenty twenty percent of the way through the season right now. Yeah, exactly twenty percent with the Rangers. They rank fifth in the American League in run differential. So, if you believe in run differential, yeah. this team right now do. is tracking on a on a course that would put them in the picture for a potential wild card run so there we go um but there's a 30 run difference between the astros and the rangers so that ought to tell you all you need to know yeah about the the american league west that's it all right everybody nice discussions about lots of things there with the rangers we're one topic really well but but, you know it's a good one uh and then also we're going to talk a little bit about the rangers and then we're going to have a we are going to talk about the rangers i mean we're already talking about the Rangers, the cowboys we're also going to talk about the uh star slash uh nelson slash romo slash 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 uh a potpourri, maybe? A potpourri. Or I was talking a smorgasbord. A smorgasbord. You like a, but you're more of a potpourri guy than I am. Uh, smorgasbord so. is kind of a Midwest 1940s term. But <laughs> sure. Or potpourri is a little Dany. <laughs> or Swedish. Potpourri may be a little bit Danish. I'm, I'm more Danish. Danish. That's <laughs> what you're thinking. Living Danish, <laughs> Swedish. Me, myself, I'm more of an all-you-can-eat buffet guy. Yeah, you're thinking of no, A-Danish. That. I'm an A-Y-C-E man myself. The reason you said Danish is because you were thinking about a Danish. <laughs> I That's like a little Danish. Danish. Yeah, yeah, we right. introduced you to uh, a, a Jewish the other day at lunch. Yeah, you did. You did. What was that? That was called a rugelach. Oh, it's honey, and that honey, and uh, it's wrapped up. Yeah, well, it's, it's got like kind of a baklava kind yeah, bakla, of thing to yeah, it. Bakla, yeah. it. It's got that. It's it's wrapped up, but you can do uh, cinnamon, you can do apple, you oh, can do uh, right. chocolate. Well, had the ap- we had the uh, we had the apple, and Kevin was uh, yeah, it was good. You know, baklava is much better, but you know what the heck? I'm not going to get into <laughs> ranking the Middle Eastern <laughs> pastries. pastries. <laughs> um, they're all fine. They're all fine. I wouldn't say they were all fine. Did you let them take a bite of yours? Did you? No, we each got one. Oh, you each got Okay, so you weren't sharing. Let's not make that a drop, okay? (laughs) Uh, Here's middle-aged men talking in unintentionally (laughs) naughty words. 
uh, uh, naughty okay. phrases. Okay, so let's get to that Cowboys discussion, shall we? Yes, and then sir. we'll move on to whatever your smorgasbord charcuterie <laughs> is. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Rangers Ballsy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our weekly episodes on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search the Ballsy with a Z podcast. Until next time, sports fans, we'll see you.